Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. From 39 yards out, snap is down, kick is up, kick is on the way, it is good! The Boilermakers win! The Boilermakers win the Music City Bowl! Mitchell Finneran boots it through, 48. 45, Purdue is your final. Welcome, welcome back to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me, as always, is legendary Purdue running back Corey Sheets. And we are here to talk about Purdue's absolutely wild bowl victory, 45-42 over Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. Um, and Corey, this, this one kind of reminded me of your, uh, Motor City Bowl victory over Central Michigan back in the day where you just turned the off, the defenses off at points, everybody's running up and down the field, lots of big plays, wild momentum swings, and a walk-off game winner for Purdue. I mean, what more could you ask for out of a bowl game? With a little bit of controversy. Oh, okay. Let's start right in on that. Let's start right in on that. All right. What's your thoughts? I, I got to know. Is it a touchdown? Purdue loses. Well, it, that, that, that's a touchdown. It, it's not necessarily Purdue loses at that point. We still got a possession. We still got a possession. And obviously, Brown went full conservative knowing all he needed was a field goal to win. So, but, all right. Okay. I'll give you that. Well, Purdue needs a touchdown to win. Right. They they need a touchdown to go to a second overtime or a touchdown and a two-point conversion two point to go to avoid another overtime. Correct. So, I'm going to take the opposite stance. I believe the ruling is. Man, no ruling. Yes, no I believe the ruling. <laughs> I'm just going by it. I'm going by it. Is if the official rules progress is stopped. The play is dead at that point, and you can't review it or anything. And if you watch the replay, he's waving his arms coming in before the guy reaches the ball across. Now, did he do it prematurely? I tend to think so. But he did it. He did it crazy prematurely. <laughs> it's that, not like I mean, the guy was fighting. I agree with you, man. I agree, and they've, they've not called it before. But I mean, he blew it before he did the reach. You got to go with what's there. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, if he doesn't blow it dead, then yes, it's a touchdown. The only reason it wasn't a touchdown is because he blew it dead, and I think that's what he was explaining to Tennessee's coach right there. Yeah, he was, but what's crazy is he was still, like, moving. It wasn't like he was – his. I know his forward progress had got stopped, yes, but he still was moving laterally under his own power. And it was crazy. I've actually had a play – when I was in Canada, similar, like exactly like that. Only they thought my leg touched the ground, so the mm-hmm. defense completely stopped moving. Like they let go, and I my uh, my knee didn't touch the ground. And the ref seen that, so he didn't blow the uh, the play dead, and I scored a touchdown on the goal line exactly like that. Mm. Mm. Now, what do you think of the uh, his receiver there grabbing him and trying to pull him into the end zone? I believe that's not allowed either. I think you can push, but you can't pull. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's it's a bowl game. OT. 
he's trying to go out and party and be happy and not be upset you lost. So at right. that point, you got to do what you got to do. And I commend him for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> obviously a questionable call, but I, I'm also of the Tennessee's coach didn't do them any favors at the end of regulation when they've got an incredibly accurate kicker. They only need 10 or 15 yards and they got plenty of time with timeouts to get him and get in better range, but he decided he had two plays where he was just going to chuck it deep. I mean, at some point, you got to make the, okay, we just won't win the game here. Let's get some yardage and set up an easier kick than a 56-yard field goal, which is never automatic. I mean, yeah. Again, you can attest that to to him just, hey, it's a bowl game. Let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can be conservative during the season. Let's let's go for it during the game at the end of the year when it's it don't really matter. It ain't like it's for a title or anything. And well, to that point, both teams were giving up big play after big play anyway. I mean, shoot, he could have scored, and Purdue still had plenty of time to hit on another seventy yard pass anyway. So exactly, exactly. So I mean, shoot, it seemed like everybody was 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 doing things that was just. Why would you do it? But I love to see it. <laughs> hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BLEAV. That's right, BLEAV to receive your 50% bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. I mean, I just as we were talking to the pre-show, I think one of the most impressive things is you're looking down there in, in the fourth quarter and you're seeing numbers of guys. You're like, who the hell is that? I haven't seen them on the field all season. And that's really what it was. Um, I believe on Purdue's final drive in the fourth quarter they were down to like one guy that had seen action as a receiver for most of the season the rest were like freshmen and walk-ons out there because they had to play I mean you had Wright was out Bell was out I think Anthrop got shaken up on a play uh the radio broadcast kept talking about Thompson who had 217 yards kept saying he was playing on two knees that were really bothering him and everything else I know Sheffield got hurt at one point and he didn't come back and just two guys Dion Burks and Colin Sullivan had their first receptions of the season and it's not like they were um insignificant receptions Burks had a 26 yard catch that set up the touchdown after the fumble before halftime so just right. a, great to see that depth and the guys down the depth chart taking advantage of getting their number called, really. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see because that's next year's team. And like we were talking before, you're, sit, you're sitting there watching the game and you're wondering, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, who is this guy? And, but they're making plays and it's not like 
it's a downfall in the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 real good to see in this. It's hopeful and this see Purdue has a has a bright future next year. Do you think that kind of gets infectious after a while? You see one of those guys go out, he makes a play, and then that just inspires like, all right, I like if he can do that, and he's been sitting on the bench all year, I can do that. Uh, I don't think it's so much a he's been sitting on the bench type of thing, or I, I've been like we. It's more of a the games, the games in a in a frenzy. We're winning, and then you, you get the chance to contribute, and you make mm-hmm. the play, and then you see one guy do it. So then the next guy makes a play, and, and it wasn't too many mistakes made in that game. Well, if it was, there wasn't real big mistakes. So it's kind of more so everybody's playing well. So I want I want to play well too, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So when you get in there, if you ain't you ain't been there all year, shoot, these guys been practicing what two three weeks nonstop. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been the guys that's been practicing, not the starters. Coach has been getting look at look at what's coming in coming in next year, opposed to hey let's let's run these starters into the ground. We know what y'all got. Y'all been playing all all year. Y'all relax. Let these guys go here. And I don't know if they still do it, but we used to have boiler bowls. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably had a lot of those scrimmages during the uh, during the bowl prep, mm-hmm. and it paid off during the game. And we got to see it, and we got a, a great game and a great win. I, th- I think it's also interesting. Brom seemed to do a very good job of taking advantage of the new redshirt rules where if guys play in, I think it's four games or less, they they can hold on to their redshirt. So it's not like the situation that you described before a couple of times of uh, one of the defensive backs hadn't played all year and they were about to put him in in a bowl game and burn his redshirt. That doesn't happen now. Um, and a guy that really stood out uh, was Prince Boyd Jr., He's a true freshman, had not played the entire season, but obviously made a difference in the bowl practices and everything else, impressed some people, took advantage of a few guys being out. Comes in and he has five tackles as a defensive tackle in his first career game in a bowl game. And I I know there were a couple of other guys that came in and did that and played extremely well, uh, really, in their first action of the season. So, um, you know, that's another advantage, and I think Brom did a great job of taking advantage of it. I mean, for a guy like that, you know, he's been in, in there practicing and just been itching to play. And as soon as he got his chance, he got he's on fresh legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we used to call it when we see a guy that just that hasn't played all season and he's in there moving quick and being explosive and actually going out there and having fun and making plays. So that was good to see as well. And shoot, the fact that he doesn't get to burn his red shirt. Even hey, better. no power to you. <laughs> you go out there and show out during the, during the bowl game. You might get noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a lot of positives from this game. Um, I'm really, I was really impressed with Purdue's offense. Um, just, I don't know how he was able to put together. You have Aiden O'Connell had one of the best passing days in Purdue history, and he's without his two best targets the entire game. No Milton Wright, uh, who was out for undisclosed reasons, and then obviously David Bell opted out. He's missing 2,000 yards worth of receiver, and he still goes out and throws for 534 yards. And really, I think a couple of the interceptions were mostly the, okay, I haven't been throwing to these guys all year, and they're not where I expect them to be. (laughs) I mean, shoot, that's miscues. 
things happen and things like you just said, people not not having a timing thing. But with O'Connell coming back, they'll get that during the off season. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and shoot, he's still what? He's still through for what? Five hundred yards. Five hundred and thirty four <laughs> yards. It's one of the five best yardage games in Purdue football history. Uh, and an interesting statistic uh, also that I found, because I kind of did a stats post yesterday, Brock Thompson with seven catches and 217 yards. He's the third different player to go over 200 yards receiving this season. And uh, all time in Purdue history, I think it was like four of the or, yeah, four of the 11 games of 200 yards receiving have happened this year because Bell had two and Wright had one. So, man, we we know how to find that hot guy and keep him red hot. <laughs> I mean, hey, with numbers like that, and I'm sitting there looking at it, at the rest of this, like, it was almost, you almost had another two guys with another what, 50 yards between the two of them, and that's three people with over 100 yards. Hmm. I mean, shoot, they, they'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they ain't worried about too many more miscues and, and these type of interceptions happening next year. I promise you, they'll, they'll get right. And it, it just, to me, it's such a testament of what the program has been built to at this point. To where you saw three years ago, Purdue had a similar situation, and when they played Auburn in the exact same bowl game. And we were missing some frontline guys on defense. I don't think we were down as many offensive targets or whatnot. And Auburn just blew the dorts off of us uh, just because there was no depth there. Now you've got that depth. And like you said, this is next year's team and they get that confidence going into next season. So just a credit to Brom with just rebuilding the program, reloading with some talent. And he can do some pretty special things now. Hey, I'm 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 more so excited to see that those guys were ready and in a big game because it wasn't like this was a blowout game and you got the guys going in there and then they're still doing their things and making plays. No, nah, this game was tight. They still could have lost it. So these young guys that haven't played all year, you get them that early early in game experience experience in a game that doesn't really matter. And then they come out and be victorious. So that's that's real good good to see, and that's that's something you can't you can't buy that early early season type of uh, experience. And it looked like it was going to be a blowout early on. I mean, you fall behind twenty one seven in the first twelve minutes, and you look like the defense doesn't have any answer whatsoever. And from there, just they they clamped down on him, and that was that was impressive to see the defense get up off the mat and really turn things around in that second quarter. You know, I wasn't I wasn't too much worried about that, just for the simple fact that I think Coach Brom has figured it out when it comes to making adjustments. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen the, the defense come out there and something to happen or the offense to struggle the first half and then second half is just like a whole totally different game. It was like, where the hell was this before? It was like, all right, Coach Brown went in there and made some adjustments or the staff made some adjustments and they work. So <laughs> seeing seeing a team on, on team on video and opposed to seeing them in person, 
completely different thing. So I think once they was able to see this team in person and seeing what was on the field, going in, in halftime and making some adjustments here and there, talking to your guys, because it wasn't like they were playing bad. It's just things weren't working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I but think yeah, they made those adjustments and they paid off. Yeah, because it, it looked like we were about to get run there. I know that first quarter, I'm like, we're going to give up 700 yards passing. But, but. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the announcers kept bringing up that Arbor game. Everybody. I don't think I don't think either defense really covered themselves in glory here, though, because I'm looking. There were twelve. There were almost thirteen hundred yards of total offense combined. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a bowl game. <laughs> it's a bowl game. That's what you want in a bowl game: neutral field. It was a sellout crowd too. The crowd was really into it. It was it was fun to listen to. Wasn't no damn neutral field. <laughs> <laughs> so they stayed that they did on the campus <laughs> or they came to the game <laughs> oh my but just a, a lot of good to take out of this one and, it, and it's encouraging man because i'm looking at some of the i'm looking at some of the individual stats here and everything and like you said this is next year's team almost every major contributor in the game is back next season we know anthrop is gone um, I believe Horvath has announced he's gonna he's not gonna take advantage of his free COVID year, but almost all the other receivers there will be back. And why not? You know, this is something to build around. Plus, you're gonna get right back. You're gonna get some guys back from injury. You got some promising freshmen always coming in. Man, it looks bright right now. <laughs> Wait, why Horvath isn't coming back? I think he said we're talking he- to him. Uh, I think he just said that he's not going to do that. He would, he's already a fifth year senior. It would be like his free optional COVID year. And I think mm-hmm. he just said that he's going to, he's going to take a shot at either late round pick or undrafted free agent. And that's what a couple of guys just want to do. And you know, if that's whew. their business, that's their business. That's a, that's a struggle. That's a, whew. yeah, it that's ain't not, easy. You know, I, I, I would have came. Hey, you might want to stay in college. You might make a little bit more money. Wow, <laughs> that's man. That life is is hard. I believe it. Oh is it, my! More power to him. Good luck to to to, to your young man. <laughs> so I gotta ask: nine and four, man. Nine and four. That feels awfully damn good. <laughs> Oh, the first time since what? 2003. Yeah. Right before I got there. Yeah. Uh, Only, I believe it's the 11th time that Purdue has won nine games ever. Uh, Obviously, in the long history, there was a lot of time where they didn't even play nine games. But I think it's safe to say that this team exceeded virtually every expectation that you could put upon them. And... I mean, to me, that's the, that's what makes a season like this so much fun is when you go out and you just exceed those expectations at the beginning and you look back, you're like, man, that was a lot of damn fun. Even the losses weren't that bad. Yeah, that part, you, and when you get that bowl ring, it's it's nice to look at it. Hey, we won that game. Went out mm-hmm. there and beat their ass. 
<laughs> I don't think it's a beat the ass. It's the all right. He, thankfully, he reached that ball out just a little bit later. No, nah, that's not, as a player, you, you're not thinking that. <laughs> Especially if you if you are defense, we made that stop. That's a goal line stop. Call it what you want. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how about this though? How about this? Uh, Obviously, you have confidence in your kicker at all times, but there's still that moment of you're watching Finneran go out there, and Finneran is not a big guy. I mean, he's got to be like, what, 5'9 or something, and you're like, all right, the littlest man on the damn field is about to either win us this game or uh, make us go out and do so much more work. I ain't even, even going to lie to you. When he first kicked it, I was, I'm like, did that curve a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> it hung in there. I was like, dude, was you able to watch the game? I, I was able to get there, and I saw the overtime. So okay, okay. I was say, boy, when it, it 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 went up and curved, I'm like, oh, but it, it stayed straight. And I'm like, all right, because I don't I don't been to a lot of Purdue games and seen a lot of Purdue games where <laughs> that guy if you're you're looking at him like, man, you all you, you ain't even did nothing all day. <laughs> okay, this man is listed at five eleven one eighty five. So that's basically if it was like I walked out onto a football field. Same build and everything, and he doesn't look bigger than me. <laughs> I'm gonna say five. That's basically me right now. But nothing. He made it. He was four for four on the day, which is great to see as well because you can't usually can't buy a kicker. <laughs> He was 24 or 29 on the season, and I looked it up. Is the second most made field goals of any player in Purdue history. The only one, Ben Jones hit 25 in 2003. And he don't got no deals. I know they're paying, kick, they're paying people now. He ain't got no deals. I don't know. Well, he's another one of those guys he can, choose, he can choose to come back for his extra year next year, and I can see him doing it. I mean, he's going to have a job if he does. Right. <laughs> you leave, you might not. <laughs> it, I just know it's real hard to make it as a kicker in the NFL. It's real hard to make it at any position in the NFL, but basically kicker, it's like, okay, there's 32 jobs. You don't get one. Or say, and, and, it's, and, and it's 32 teams with a kicker on there that's been there for 20 damn years. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't really travel too much unless you're just a, that bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm -mm -mm. man. Great game, though. Great game. Oh, great game. It was, I think it was one of the most fun games that I've had to watch in a long time. And just from that, I was surprised that they were able to stay in it because I have my doubts, man. I, I really had my doubts with all the players that were out. But the longer they stay in it, you're like, oh, man, we got to win this game now, man. We got we to gotta win this. Just you don't want to leave one on the table here because if you win, it's going to feel so damn good. And it does. It really does. Yeah. I, honestly, I didn't have no doubts. We, I wasn't really thinking about people that was out just because. I don't know, I just was just confident. It wasn't even just, oh, I'm rooting Purdue because I'm a Purdue guy. But it was just more so like, I was just sure they was going to pull it off. Just be honest with you. Awesome. So what do you think next year, man? I mean, this, oh, this is, uh, I, I don't want to look too, too far ahead, but. I mean, shoot, when's the spring game? That's as far as we can look. <laughs> Smart men. Usually, look at the spring usually game. it's early, early April. Early April? I might have to fly yeah. out there for that. 
You've got the season opener will be against Penn State, but it's at home, and Penn State kind of, they're not Penn State right now. They were 7-6 and six this year. And then you got to look at Indiana State at Syracuse, Florida Atlantic at Maryland, home for an Iowa team that Jeff Brom has really owned. Ooh, that opening schedule looks real nice. What's that? <laughs> you just called off five games, six games? We might be undefeated going to Iowa. Well, I uh, it'd be five. I was the sixth game, and yeah, really, if those first five, Penn State's the hardest. Man, I ain't, I ain't sweat Penn State. <laughs> after what you we don't just sweat did, anybody, man. No, nah, after after the way we just played, uh, it ain't it ain't too many too many. It's only a couple teams in the Big Ten that I'd have really like. <laughs> right. And uh, Purdue gets a lot of favors. They do not have to play the three best teams in the East next season. Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State are all safely off the schedule. You don't have to worry about any one of them unless you get to the Big Ten title game. So, Hey, it might be a nice little road. It, I might, mean, be, it, it might be. And I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put this on you guys, but I've seen, I've seen this before, and I remember what happened in that 2005 season. Unfortunately, 2005, man, that was a bumpy year. That that was <laughs> that was the year that uh, started out. I think like 12th in the nation, and everybody's like, "Oh, Purdue's national title contender. They don't gonna play Ohio State. They don't gotta play Michigan." And all hell broke loose after that double overtime loss in Minnesota. So, yeah. <laughs> and I know you know what there is really going on. So. Man, it was all type of – it was all type of wild stuff in the locker room going on. Oh, I'm sure. And especially when you have the midseason quarterback change and just mm. – That was crazy. Person almost died in the locker room. <laughs> Now, now, now we need to hear some stories. And somebody almost died in the locker room. Oh man! I mean, it was a fight. Oh, really? Literally, literally. Uh, what was it right before the Penn State game? Oh, I'm not gonna say who the two people were, but it was a prank play, and one of the guys didn't find it. Actually, no, nah, he did. He did find it funny. He was upset about it, but he was like, "I'm gonna be a good sport." And he went and played the prank back on the other guy. Well, the other guy didn't find it too funny. <laughs> and proceeded. Now, mind you, the guy that didn't find it too funny was the guy that initiated this pranking stuff. Uh-oh. That's that's not good. Yeah, so he was upset. And, and approaches the young man that he pranked, that pranked him, and proceeds to arguing, cussing in his face, and do all types of stuff. Grabs him by the neck, and when everybody jumps in to, like, break him apart, punches him. Oh. Yeah, right. Like, are you going to do a sucker move like that with nobody between y'all just a few seconds ago? And you're going to punch him when everybody grabs y'all. So everybody let him go. (laughs) (laughs) And you said this was before the – the Penn State game. State game. Uh, yep. I'm looking at that schedule right now. You'd lost five in a row coming into that one, so I'm sure everybody's attitude wasn't already, you know, flash no. and sunshine. No, no. Actually, it, it, these these two guys, they were like the jokers in, in the locker room, so it wasn't like you would have saw this coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so that the guy that got punched, man, when I tell you he unleashed hell on this young man, <laughs> picked him up, and I don't, I haven't been in the locker room lately, but uh, back then our locker room had concrete floors. Actually, I have been in the locker room, I'm lying. It's a lot mm-hmm. nicer. But uh, we had concrete floors underneath some, some nonsense carpet, and his head hit that floor, and the dude instantly started having a seizure. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Now, mind you, this is literally like we're 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 on the way to to meetings mm-hmm. for the game before we go get on the plane to go. Oh shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never been so scared to walk into a meeting room in my life. <laughs> Joe wasn't happy about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Joe wasn't happy about that. <laughs> Joe wasn't happy about that. <laughs> but yeah. Untold stars. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be like a regular feature. It's just like you just drop a feature a story that's like nobody would know and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Man. Might have start we might have to add that in there. <laughs> there we go. But man, you so what's your final thoughts on this season other than wow, just just a great year. Just a really great year. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was a great year. Good to see some top Top three, top five wins. Good to see we don't got to play Ohio State, Michigan no more. <laughs> uh, Coach Brom made made his adjustments second half of the season, which really turned the team around and kept them afloat. Exactly. I, I was thinking that today, and it's it's one of those – cliches but the bye week came at the exact right time for Purdue because they turned it on in that Iowa game after the bye week and they were just a different team after that moment after they go into Iowa City I mean they really dominated that game honestly and just never looked back after that I mean yes and shouts out to the defense for being great all year it wasn't too many games they were just flat out blown out and and I, I can see it. I can see it a little bit against Tennessee because they had some athletes, and we were down some guys. And then by the end of the game, you're exhausted with that tempo. But like, they still made some plays, man. They they that play right before halftime where Mitchell stripped the quarterback and were able to recover the fumble and go down and get a touchdown. That is a game changing play, really. I mean, it was amazing to see. Plus, I, I don't think Tennessee was able to keep up their tempo because they look like out of shape. <laughs> yeah, they, they mentioned that they mentioned that their tempo was good, but like the offensive line coach was saying that they can only keep it up for like eight, nine, ten plays before the offensive line is exhausted and not able to keep up. Yeah, so at the end of the game I think that caught up to them. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. once once they got tired, you started noticing the team started arguing a lot more. Offense, the quarterback couldn't didn't have control of the huddle. He was getting frustrated, and we weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it was a real, it was a real, just stick your head, keep your head down, and keep pushing forward game, and that's just just refreshing. And I, I don't have any any other superlatives I could think of right now about this season because I just I don't think you could ask for much more out of this, and just. Yeah, let's let's get ready for next season, September third. <laughs> I mean, hey, do we got any? Uh, wait, I know 
No, when is uh when's National Signing Day? Did that already happen? Uh, yeah, we had sign, the early signing day here in November. Um, pretty good class, top thirty nationally. I got okay. some good guys coming in for that, and yeah, it's gonna be gonna be good. Any guys graduated high school early and uh, gonna be here in the spring? Oh, I'm sure there's <laughs> at least a couple. That's usually how it works. <laughs> so, hey, I can make some money. <laughs> there you go. Yes, I'm sure somebody's paying. <laughs> Isn't that crazy well, now? Yeah. I, I like the guy, the uh, long, the offensive tackle that grabbed the beer in the Iowa game. He has a T-shirt deal now, and I did buy one. So, Seriously? What, 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 what's yeah. the deal? What, what kind of T-shirt is it? Oh, it's just the one. It's the shot of him actually chugging the beer, and it just says Greg Long, and then because of his number, 69, it got real popular. Oh, that's funny as hell. See? <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> now nah, he ain't got to call home and ask mom for, for, for money no more. <laughs> no. Nope. I love it. I do too. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up the official first season of the Behind the Rails podcast. This has been a lot of fun, Corey. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I need. We need to make an excuse to do it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to see what we can do here in the off season. Probably do some draft talk if we can. Some spring game talk. Uh, and then, then only nine more months. Yeah, we we definitely got to do spring game. We, I might have to fly out there. and We could do it on location. Oh, there we go. I'll bring my laptop. We'll do it in the stands. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, I don't know exactly when we'll be back here because we go into this off season here, but just a wonderful first season of the Behind the Rails podcast. Uh, we're going to sh- be sure to try and bring this back next season. Like I said, do a couple off season shows, and uh, until then, uh, enjoy having a nine and four football team and boiler up. BTFU, like always. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.